You know what I realized? What's up? This entire time, this whole year and change, we never talk about what kind of show this is when we welcome people back. I'm just like Player Two is, welcome back to Player Two is there in the podcast. Now let's talk about how our doctor's visits went this week. (laughs) (laughs) Well, maybe we should start. Player two has entered the podcast. Welcome, welcome back, people, to Player Two Has Entered the Podcast, the podcast about video games, nerd shit, and just catching up with two friends for the week. I am your co-host, Michael, aka MC Paperstacks, and with me as always is my co-host with the co-most. Derek, aka Full Metal Merc. And boy, we've got a doozy of episode this week. Do we now? Oh yeah, there's some crazy stuff going on in the video games world, but we're going to talk about that a little bit later. How's your week been going, Mike? It's been going pretty good. I suppose it has been kind of crazy in the video game world now that I think about it. I don't know, sometimes the stuff that we hear about, it's just, it's coming at you so often it starts to become normal, which is probably the saddest thing of all. But mm-hmm. uh, more on that later. This week, I've been on kind of a horror movies kick. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. I mean, aside from playing a lot more Resident Evil Village this week, which I'll talk about later, I went back and rewatched Midsummer, and mm. really enjoyed my second rewatch because I noticed all the little times that Ari Aster kind of put in hints about how the story was going to play out. And I saw this kind of psychological thriller called Lighthouse with Willem Dafoe and Robert Pattinson. And I think that mm. film makes a good case for him being Batman because it's dark. Yeah. Um, I've heard of that movie. Yeah, and then I yeah, it's on it's on Amazon right now if you want to watch it. So mm-hmm. I mm, we'll talk about it later and whether or not I think it would be good for you in particular. But it's something. Okay. It's it's well acted. I'll give it that. It's just All not right. gonna be for everybody. Um mm-hmm. I, I also heard I knew about one short film that Ari Aster did before Hereditary. The strange things about the Johnsons, which mm-hmm. whew, have we talked about that movie yet? Uh, I don't think so. Oh loud. That's mm, that's a conversation for another day. But I, I learned that he actually did nine other short stories or films aside from that one. And they're all on YouTube. So I watched all of those this week, too. <laughs> and uh, I also watched another horror movie. But I'll talk about that later because it plays into something else we're going to be talking about. So that oh, is I've just been getting into weirding myself out and scaring myself and putting myself in a dark place. How about you? How's your week? Well, I've been, like I said last week, working on losing some weight. So since last week, I think uh, when I went to the doctor, I weighed 262. Mm -hmm. I weighed myself earlier. I'm now at 246. So this is just like a week. And my wife hates me because apparently it's just very easy for me to lose weight. All I have to do is stop eating like shit. <laughs> so yeah, it's a man woman thing. You were probably retaining yeah. a lot of water. So you're going to see it slow down a little bit. But that's good news, man. Yeah. I'm like, damn, I haven't been under 250 in. <laughs> How much salt do you think you were taking in during this whole time? Oh, a lot. That's, mm, I get it. Yeah. A that happens time. to me too. Whenever I like try to like really go at it, you get that big chunk of like water weight. Yeah. I bet you feel a lot better. Oh, I really do. I do. Yeah. It's great. It is great. And hopefully I can eventually look like He-Man, which is something that I've been watching uh, today. Very good segue. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I watched 
all five episodes of Masters of the Universe Revelation on Netflix. Yeah. And, eh. Oh, no. You were so excited. I was very excited. And it's not that it's bad, per se. It's just that I was expecting... This is the same animation company that does Castlevania. So I was expecting these fights to be super bombastic and very mm. well animated. And they just weren't. Mm. They are just kind of happening. And I was like, well, that was kind of cool, maybe. Uh. And then there's things to do with the story that the internet is ablaze about right now. And they fucking hate it. I didn't care too much about the way the story went. I was just like, it's just not really that good. Mm. So, you know, got a lot of people crying out diversity for diversity's sake and i'm and i'm just over here like if there's, there's diversity cool just write a good story though you know what i mean yeah it so. i always hate it when a property or an ip tries to be inclusive which is a good thing but it either comes across as shallow because every other area of the production there's not real effort put into it a ghostbusters reboot is a really good example of that the idea of an all-woman Ghostbusters team is kind of cool, you know? We don't mm-hmm. get to see a whole lot of women scientists represented. And back in the 80s, for working schlubs starting their own business, that was something you see in a lot in a lot of men's stories, but you don't see women starting their own business and kind of being working stiffs. It's an interesting and novel concept that they just completely wasted because none of them had the faintest idea of what made the original movie work. Right. You know? So yeah, it's a wasted opportunity. It sucks. Yeah, it is what it is. I think if you're a big fan of the original series, you're not going to enjoy this. If you're someone coming in new with fresh mm-hmm. eyes, there may be something here for you. But older fans are, I know, are going to be furious. Ma- mainly the middle-aged white men. <laughs> oh yeah, are going to be. That also kind of makes me like it more, just knowing that they're going to have a bad day because uh, right. it always makes me smile. <laughs> right, uh, <laughs> man, babies. Yeah. I can't believe it was the eighties. It was the it's best so, of times. Why they make it, it political? Right, political. Yes, there's political. a woman. Yeah, <laughs> why are there black people in this? That's political. <laughs> Oh, my God. All right. Well, uh, I'm, I'm going to check it out this week. Since I am coming in fresh and I'm not a fan, I'll let you know. Well, not a fan as in I don't like it. Not a fan as in I just never. It was not. It was around, obviously, it. when I was a kid. Yeah. It just wasn't a show that I like. Ooh, He-Man's on, you know. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'll check it out. You, you was think. Thundercats. <laughs> oh, I was T-Cats all day. Team yeah, T-Cats. Yeah. Ho! But yeah, other than that, I got some great PS3 pickups. It was Ooh, like the mother load of just mm, PS3 fire. So <clears throat> I'm just going to run down the list real quick. We got run it. the House run of the Dead Overkill. Wait, no, I'm still got... talking. Run it. Run it. Oh, Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> the House of the Dead Overkill Extended Cut. Okay. Star Wars The Force Unleashed Ultimate Sith Edition Steelbook. Ooh. Asherah's Wrath. Oh. The Soul Calibur 4 Tekken 6 like double pack. Oh, baby. Shadows of the Damned. Go, slow, go slower. Oh, okay. Enslaved Odyssey to the West. Three mm. D Dot Game Heroes. Fuck you. Keep going. Disgaea <laughs> D two: A Brighter Darkness. Oh my God. Trinity Souls of Zil Ol. I'm almost there. <laughs> Dynasty Warriors Gundam Two. Oh shit. <laughs> oh 
You don't have I should have ended. I should have ended. <laughs> I should have ended on that one. Oh, okay. Uh, Metal Gear Rising and Dante's Inferno Divine Edition. Yeah, what you should have ended on that one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I had also I already sold these. Not these that I just named off. I already sold Splatterhouse and Dynasty Warriors Gundam Three. I'm so. gonna have to holler at you about Gundam Two. Possibly a few of those others. So. But that's awesome, yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. I'm glad yeah, that you man. got that such a crazy. good round of pickups. PS3 games are still smoking. Mm-hmm. So that's great, man. Yeah, Somebody so stop this what, man. Man, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, speaking man. of never stop stopping video games, it's totally yeah. a segue. Uh, what you playing this week, man? I am playing Xenoblade Chronicles 2, Torn of the Golden Country, and I actually beat it. I was about to say, you're still playing that damn game? You said it was short. You liar. Yeah, well, here's the thing. I didn't know. Remember, uh, last time I talked about it, I was at a section where they made me build up my community level by doing side quests. Yeah, yeah. Well, they made me do it again. (laughs) So I literally had to do like 10 to 15 side quests in order to take on the final mission. I was like... It doesn't even play into like anything like the community members don't rally around you and help you or anything. It's just Mm -hmm. some arbitrary thing they do to pad out the game time. Yeah, I like what they did in East 8 a lot better where you had several incentives to find survivors on the island. The more survivors you had in camp, the more areas you could clear out because you needed more manpower. And also Mm -hmm. each survivor brought their own kind of unique trade or benefit to being in the island, you know, whether that be a blacksmith or a tradesman or whatever, whatever. Right. Uh, right. It, it sounds like they could have just as easily done something like, you know, similar here if they wanted to build a community, but yeah, I don't know what they were thinking, but you know, it took me about 20 hours. I really enjoyed it. Well, good. Even though I had to like grind the side quests and stuff, but mm-hmm. it was, it was very dope. It gave us the backstory of some very important characters from the original game. So okay. I really enjoyed it. What I will say about side quests is that Judgment does them a lot better than Xenoblade Chronicles 2, wherein if you if it's a side quest and they want you to do it, they're going to put it on the main quest line. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, it'll introduce the various side quest types. Usually the mm-hmm. first one will be part of the main quest line. You're exactly right. I like how they do yeah. that. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. And uh, I'm on chapter four right now. Okay. And I just found out like all the stuff about Captain Hamura and... Higashi and Red Nose and oh, shit. just all that stuff going on, and I yeah. love it. I'm loving every I know, right? moment Isn't of the main it. story. Like, actually, really good. Yes, it's like a fucking soap opera. It's great. I know. I'm like, <laughs> like everybody, a good soap shut opera. up! I gotta watch my stories, my Japanese exactly. stories. <laughs> it's but Judgment yeah, Episode Five. Mm-hmm. Also, they even do, and I love this so much because. If you're like me and you're doing all the side quests and then you get you start advancing the story again between chapters, they still the last time on judgment right, previously <laughs> on. Exactly. I love that so much. More yeah, games. Than you I do kinda, that. Yeah, I kind of want to play it in Japanese because I just when I play games that are meant to be in Japanese and English, I wonder if the characters are meant to be portrayed differently. You mm. know what I mean? Yeah. I like get Yagami, he's just kind of a I don't know how I would describe him. I honestly don't know how to describe him. How would you describe him? Yeah. I think he sounds just fine. You know, he sounds like regular protagonist, right? He's got a little mm. bit of an edge to his voice. Like he's been around the block a couple times, which makes it all the much more weird when he, the same age as me, decides to date a 19 year old in the game. Oh, yeah. I just got my first love interest and it was that 19 year old. Yeah, the pop, 
pop star. I was like, oh my god. I was like, she uh, texted me. I was like, no. And there's other times where you meet women that are actually his age, and if they flirt mm-hmm. with him, it's played off for comedy. Like, ugh, who'd want to date this spinster? And I'm like, right. well, Yagami should because they're the same fucking age. Right. <laughs> Japan. Like every time I play a game like that, and they they do that, I'm like, oh, Japan. Right. <laughs> there are a few. There. Are, this used to I be love such Japan. A great country. <laughs> I was gonna say I love Japan. I love the games that they produce, and I love you know we love anime, we love all that stuff, but. They're a Sometimes. little bit behind when it comes to gender politics, just a little bit. So yeah, it, it shows in the video games more often than not. But but yeah, I'm, uh, enjoying, I'm enjoying Judgment. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, what you been playing? Oh man, so not as many as last week, but there are a few games I kind of played and forgot to talk about that I'm going to add in. But first, for Monday Night Brawlers, I played Battletoads, and I've been wanting to kind of showcase that game ever since I tried it out and got my Xbox Series X. I think mm. I've already spoken about Battletoads on this show, but I will say this. I got a little further than I did last time just on the show itself, and it's so funny. It's yeah. it's rare that I play a game that makes me laugh that much, but it, it really is. It starts off kind of, I wouldn't say try hard, but you know some jokes miss, some kind of hit, and you're like, okay, they're, they're making attempts to be funny. But the more it goes mm. on, the, the funnier it gets. And then, then when they meet the evil queen from the original games that's kind of where the the humor starts to pop off for me mm-hmm. and again i really enjoy how you can switch between the three characters they all play differently and all of the enemies have very defined and interesting attacks and the enemies change from level to level or like world to world that you go to it just seems like a lot of care and effort went into the animation and the fighting and also all the side stuff that you do in, to break up the fights i've heard some criticize the game for having too many mini games or filler stuff in between the brawling. But honestly, I feel like it's fine. I think it breaks it up pretty good. And I agree with some critics that I could probably trust it's fighting more and have more of that and Mm -hmm. less of the filler that it has, but it doesn't detract from the experience for me. If you're going into a beat em up and you just want to do straight beat em up, nothing else. I don't think it's going to be your first choice, but if you're going in want to you know be cheered up laugh at something have a good time play a few mini games along the way it's perfect it's great i can't recommend it enough so nice now for first time tuesdays i tried out deadly premonition 2 a blessing in disguise Mm. that's that game by sweary and i mean obviously he sweary he did Deadly Premonition 1, which I like a lot more. By the end of the episode, I was like, Deadly Premonition 2, where is the video game? <laughs> <laughs> I was approaching everybody like, excuse me, sir, have you seen the video game? Do you know where it is? <laughs> because if you recall, have you ever played Deadly Premonition 1? I've seen gameplay. I've not played it. Okay. For those who have or have not, let me just quickly, briefly explain the opening. So you're driving down the road. It's rainy. It's nighttime. The main character is talking to somebody named Zach. You can't tell if he's on the phone or not. Eventually, you're learning it's just some kind of... I think it's an analog for the player is what it's supposed to be. Because whenever he's like, what do you think, Zach? Then you get to pick an option or whatever. Mm-hmm. So he's talking about movies. And he's got his, his laptop up. And he's looking up a case that he's heading to and not paying attention to the road. And the squirrel's in the middle of the road. And he swerves to dodge the squirrel. And the squirrel makes monkey noises. And he <laughs> crashes his car. And a bunch of zombies come at him. And they bend over backwards, and if they get too close, they shove their hands down your throat. So that's aye, that's where aye, we're at. Aye. Yeah. All right. And it's it's 
dumb. It's very much inspired by Twin Peaks as far as the murder mystery and the people in the town. And then it's broken up by these action segments where you have to fight monsters. And you immediately start playing the video game, which is great. There's a lot of intentional jank to it. Bad mixing where like the music overlays the dialogue where you can barely hear what they're saying sometimes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Long drives from point A to point B for no damn reason, only filled up by the main character, Francis York Morgan, talking about 80s movies. It is fantastically dumb. Okay. The sequel, I've heard some bad things about. I think we talked about before how Sweary kind of had some missteps with how he was handling characters in his games that were considered trans and mm-hmm. kind of the pushback from the trans community and how he treated that and how that didn't really go gracefully. I didn't get to the part where it discussed any trans characters, but what I did get to was a ton of cutscenes in the beginning with old mm. Francis Morgan and then shooting back to the case, which. The one you play in Deadly Premonition 2 is actually prior to the case in Deadly Premonition 1. So it's kind uh, of a prequel of sorts. The classic sequel prequel. Yeah, but it's told <laughs> from the perspective of the old character who's post both of those cases. He's being mm. interviewed by the FBI, I guess, because new information came up in this case. Right. When you shoot back to his memories finally and you're in Louisiana, you walk around, you talk to people. But other than just pressing A on the dialogue and getting to the next thing, you don't get to do much. And then you get around town on a skateboard, which is kind of funny, but the skateboarding is really just A to B. There's no tricks or jumps or ramps or anything, so it's not like a skateboarding minigame per se. It's just a way to get around. And then I heard that in order to get a clue on the case, I had to bowl a strike, I guess, at the local bowling alley. I was like, oh, there must be a video Mm. game there. So I skateboarded (laughs) on down over to the bowling alley, only to be told by this old lady that I couldn't bowl there. And I was like, oh, I have to go do something else. And so I went to the other mission thing thinking, okay, maybe zombies will show up here because this is where the body was stored. And, you know, in the original game, whenever you went to a new site or whatever where you had to investigate, usually you got caught up and had to fight zombies. We walked around and investigated and talked to lots of people. No zombies. And I played the game Mm. for, I think, a good two, two and a half hours. Maybe it was around two hours and ten minutes. And just nary a video game to be found. Oh. Yeah. It was really disappointing. The only thing interesting about the game in those first two hours was just the dialogue. Like, you can tell it's definitely the same writing from the original game, and mm-hmm. that's great. But without a video game to tie it together, I don't really know what I'm doing here. Right. Damn, so, that sucks. Yeah, it was unfortunate. But it was on Games Pass, though, right? No, I purchased no. this for my Nintendo Switch. Aye. It's actually a Nintendo Switch exclusive. Oh, yeah. And I got right. it for around 15 bucks, so I didn't waste a ton of money on it. And I may even go back and try to power through and see if there's anything else of note in the game. But as for right now, I just... Yeah. Nah. No, no, no good. Yeah. Most of my free time I, I've been using up in the past couple of weeks, and I forgot to talk about last week. I've been playing a lot of Octopath Traveler, which is on Games Pass. Mm-hmm. And going, like, basically for the achievements. They're right. pr- some of them are pretty tough. A few of them are missable. But I did when I did casual Thursdays last week, I played Octopath and I've been playing it a lot this week and even got a, a new follower on Twitch who was nice. um, it's Sayonara. You were speaking to them when we were doing Friday Night Frights last week and they were asking about RPGs to play. They, upon my suggestion, have actually started playing Final Fantasy one on the PSP Ooh. and uh, really liking it, um, you know, because they were asking, you know, more games like Octopath. And I'm like, well, you can't go wrong with. You know, the original Final Fantasies, a lot of people say that this game reminds them of six. 
Right. And they asked about one and two. And I told them my experience, like I played on Game Boy Advance and how I really liked it. Talked about, you know, you mentioned Brave Story. I mentioned Bravely Default. Mm-hmm. Those games are pretty good. You know, a few on the Xbox 360 because they said they had an Xbox. I was like, you can look up Lost Odyssey, Blue Dragon. Those are good. And made by the same person who did, you know, Final Fantasy. So Nice. Yeah, yeah. So, folks, you want suggestions on them RPGs on the spot. I will say a few. I've been around. Right. I've played a video mm-hmm. game or two. I'm a gamer with a with a G in the front. Some sometimes uppercase, <laughs> sometimes lowercase, depending on the situation. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then I did play a little bit of the medium. I would say around four or five hours of it, and I didn't get a chance to talk about it. And I wanted to kind of speak about that real quick this week. Okay. Do you have you? I, I'm I'm assuming you haven't had the chance to play the medium because as of right now, I believe it's still only on Xbox. Yeah, only on Xbox. What I liked about the medium, what I thought was interesting, they talked about how you go between the real world and like that other spirit world. Uh-huh. What I didn't realize is it happens simultaneously. So the game will go into split screen and it's rendering two sides of the same level with the same character doing the same thing, but with different interactables in the environment. So say you could go up to a staircase and in one realm... The staircase is completely connected, and in the other, it isn't. So that means neither character can proceed until you make the way forward viable for both sides. Or, in the spirit realm, if the way forward is available there, you can project yourself out of your body to go up and maybe find a way to open the way for the real world, but you, you have a limited time to do that. Like, you'll start to fade away a bit. You can't project out of your body for a ton of time, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, I dig the game. I think it's kind of an interesting concept. I didn't like the voice actor. I thought that she was kind of bland and she talks to herself a lot, which is something you do, especially when you're in a game alone, you know, just to get some dialogue right. going. But her dialogue wasn't very punchy and it was kind of bland and I didn't like the mm-hmm. delivery. So that kind of soured the experience a little bit, and made me a little bit bored. But the interesting parts, of course, were when we get to like the main building that you're going to be in and discover that some big tragedy happened there and there's a darkness there. And then eventually you meet this creature that does try to chase you down and it's voiced by Troy Baker. (laughs) Oh, Oh, was it? Okay. Yeah. I didn't recognize whether or not that actually was the case, but yeah, it's, it's pretty creepy. I got to admit. And after the chase sequence with that creature, which was kind of tough because you have like split second to figure out where you need to turn or whatever. Right. I played a little bit further and kind of just, put it down for the time being. And again, it just, it wasn't 100% engaging me. I think it's a really cool concept. And I think for someone who really enjoys adventure games, Mm -hmm. you know, or point and clicks, those classic things where you solve puzzles and kind of progress, you're going to be into it. But for me, the story wasn't hitting. And for me, if I play a horror game or a psychological game, the story needs to be the strongest aspect. The gameplay can take a backseat if the story is really good. And the gameplay was okay. It was serviceable, but the story to me meandered and was a little flat. So Hmm. just my personal opinion. Oh, damn. And I played a ton of Resident Evil Village this week. I actually did my last episode last Friday. It was fitting because I ended up doing eight episodes of the entire playthrough. (laughs) Get it? Yeah. (laughs) Got to try out the mercenaries mode and everything on my last episode. That was a lot of fun. And this week I've been trophy hunting. In fact, on Casual Thursday, I finished my Dashing Dad trophy, 
which is where you have to beat the game in under three hours. I beat the game in two hours and 15 minutes. Nice. Yeah. So I was pretty proud of myself. I was like, whoa. (laughs) I didn't think I was going to make it at one point because I spent like an hour. It was an hour until I finished the castle section. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I was like, oh, man. But I I guess that's just half the game because you can actually blaze through the sections with the doll lady and the fish man pretty fast. The most sizable hmm. sections in my memory are the castle and then the industrial place where Heisenberg hangs out. They right. kind of bookend okay. the game, so to speak. So, hmm. yeah, I've been doing that, just going after trophies. Today, I've been mostly going after the, um, the Knives Out trophy. It's where you finish the entire game with only your knife. Oh, wow. So I'm all the way up to Heisenberg, so I've already beaten everybody else. And I'm going to meet him in his uh, factory with all like the machine monsters and they have yeah. very defined, protected weak points, so it's going to be very interesting to try to get through that section with a knife. Right. Uh, wish me luck. But get if him I... in the butt. <laughs> Just stab <laughs> him in the kneecap. Right. So that's where they got to put the CPUs in the booty. Right. So they actually followed my advice. They put the CPUs in hard-to-reach places. So mm-hmm. good job, Heisenberg. Right. So yeah, that's what I've been playing of this week. So I think it might be about time to get on over to gaming news. Gaming news. What we got this week All for right. gaming news, Derek? Anything cool? So Final Fantasy X turned 20 years old on mm. July 19th. And that just makes me feel old. <laughs> you know, you see those memes where it's like what you think Final Fantasy looks like 20 years ago. And it shows mm. you like the original what it actually looked like, and you see Final Fantasy X, you're like, fuck. <laughs> you know, I think I've transcended that. You think so? I know I'm fastly approaching 40, but when I see stuff like that, everything is blurring together to me. Stuff that was five years ago, 10 years ago, 20, 30. Mm-hmm. And the more, the older I get, the more I realize, man, time is a flat circle. Mm-hmm. We're going to do this all again. Next week's <laughs> going to be somebody else's anniversary, and I just ain't got time to feel old no more. It's the new normal for me. So that's wild. Yeah. But yeah, man, 20 years old. Like that's, that is crazy. That's cool. So crazy. In fact, that a fan, well, actually there's a YouTube channel called Toby Saunders Mm -hmm. and they made a 4k unreal engine remake of the environments of final fantasy 10. Ooh. And it's about three to four minutes long and it is beautiful. It is absolutely beautiful. I want a Final Fantasy X remake in the same vein as Seven. Like it looks great. You yeah, got, you see Kilika, you see Home, you see Besaid. It's just all, just all beautiful. And there are some scenes where it's showing like the Aeons, where they're clearly like clipped from the game because they didn't want to put that much work into it. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, it, it just looks great. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but go uh go check it out, man. It's guys, it's 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 awesome. It's very a very nostalgic trip. I just I, y'all know how I feel about Final Fantasy X. It's, oh, of course, it's I a wonderful game. It. The thing yeah. I love most about it, of all the Final Fantasies that I can go back and look at, it's the one to me that holds up the best. Which is mm-hmm. why I feel like I can wait a little while longer for a remake. I agree with you; a remake would be cool. But what I really want to see is them go and do eight and nine first. Yeah. Or possibly Maybe even... not eight. I mean, well, don't get me wrong. I love eight. I love yeah. it. But uh, the story is batshit. 
it's bonkers it makes that, absolutely zero sense that's why we need eight more than ever because yeah. they can elaborate make it make sense and they can take all the cool concepts like the floating garden full of child soldiers <laughs> and make it yeah. badass right so, that's I true no like I think there's a lot to do there. I think it would it would be a lot more robust of a project than Final Fantasy VII even. So mm-hmm. we'll see how it goes. And of course, I want nine because nine is just my baby. Nine's my fave right. of the whole series. So, <laughs> yeah, cool man. All right. Congratulations, cool. happy birthday, Final Fantasy. Next year you can drink. Yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, we're also getting a new Witcher animated series called Yay! The Witcher Nightmare of the Wolf. It's coming out August 23rd on Netflix, wow. and it looks badass. That's really soon, too. I know. So yeah, Nightmare looks... of the Wolf, did they say anything about the story? Like, if they're pulling it directly from a particular sto- like short story from the Witcher series, or if it's like a particular book, or they mentioned anything uh, the like trailer, that? The trailer didn't mention anything. There's, It's a new Witcher character. Not a new Witcher character. It's probably one that's been in the books or something, but it, we're not following Geralt. It's a completely different character that we're following. Uh, He looks badass. He reminds me of Trevor from Castlevania in that he's just real pompous and sure of himself when he gets into a fight. Sounds like Lambert. Um, Did they say what the character's (laughs) name is? Uh, I don't don't think I heard a name. Okay. Well, no problem. I'm going to go take a look and see. I I bet there's a million uh, YouTube videos out there like speculating on who it could be. It's young Vesemir. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that'd be cool, actually. All right, well, right on, man. That's exciting, man. August is going to be fucking great. We got Monster Hunter. We got Witcher. Awesome. What a great time to be alive. Give me some more good news. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, we got a Ghost of Tsushima Iki Island expansion story trailer. Cool. And it was about a minute and a half long. Mm -hmm. Shows the new antagonist, the Eagle. It's a... She seems to be some sort of shaman mm. that's trying to take over Iki Island and the nearby islands. The way that Jin finds out is that the Eagle sent a an advance party to Tsushima and he defeated them. And he's like, well, I can't have this Eagle character, you know, destroying Tsushima and Iki. So I got to go over there. He takes his boat over there. It gets destroyed in a storm and then he gets captured. And the Eagle is talking to him about, hey, let me guide you through the horror and stuff so you can come out on top and we can work together and do stuff. But obviously he declines and then, you know, battle ensues and it looks awesome. <laughs> it looks really cool. So uh, I'm looking yeah. forward to that. That's the director's cut of Ghost of Tsushima is coming out August 20th. So there's another August thing for you. August is going to be fat, fucking baby. lit, yo. It's fat. <laughs> can't wait. Can't wait. All right. Well, speaking of uh, Netflix and whatnot, you remember we recently had confirmed that Netflix was looking to get into gaming. Mm-hmm. More info on that came out. It sounds like just from statements directly from Netflix that they're going to start with smaller mobile game experiences that are going to be available on smartphones and tablets. The cool thing is it'll be at no extra cost to Netflix subscribers and cousins of Netflix subscribers who were given the code, uh, <laughs> which is cool. And it sounds like it's going to be dropping sometime in 2022. So that's pretty soon. Nice. There's some interesting rumors flying around about the Netflix gaming because of a recent data mine of the Netflix app that showed images of a PlayStation 5 controller and Ghost of Tsushima, hinting at a partnership with Sony, which is not unheard of because a lot of the properties that we mentioned are partially owned by Sony in regards to their video game shows. 
So, hmm, interesting. What could it be? What could it be? I mean, it could be like part. Here's the thing that I think would be kind of cool if they decide to go this route. I'm not really into mobile games, but Mm -hmm. if Netflix did, you know, free games that I could play and it didn't have a lot of gotcha or free to play or microtransaction bullshit, which doesn't sound like it it sounds like they just want more subscribers. Right. Because obviously their subs are starting to dwindle because of the competition in the market. But if they had games that augmented Sony games, so say you had a Ghost of Tsushima mobile game and rewards or stuff could be linked to the main game, that'd be kind of cool, you know, different stuff like that. So I'm definitely down to check it out. I'm not really that type of gamer, but I always, you know, you know, I'll take a gander. So nice. Yeah. What else we got going on this week? Gaming news wise. Well, we've got some less than exciting news about Activision Blizzard, another big video game company. And I'm just going to read off a bit of this article that I found on Bloomberg. Okay. Video game giant Activision Blizzard, maker of games including World of Warcraft and Diablo, fosters a frat boy culture in which female employees are subjected to constant sexual harassment, unequal pay, and retaliation, according to a lawsuit filed by California Department of Fair Employment and Housing. Hmm. A two-year investigation by the state agency found that the company discriminated against female employees in terms and conditions of employment, including compensation, assignment, promotion, and termination. Company leadership consistently failed to take steps to prevent discrimination, harassment, and retaliation, the agency said. According to the complaint filed Tuesday in the Los Angeles Superior Court, female employees make up around 20% of the Activision workforce and are subjected to, quote, pervasive frat boy workplace culture, including cube crawls in which male employees drink copious amounts of alcohol as they crawl their way through various cubicles in the office and often engage in an inappropriate behavior toward female employees. Mm. (laughs) This is not good stuff, people. The agency alleges male employees play video games during the workday while delegating responsibilities to female employees, engage in sexual banter, and joke openly about rape, among other things. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. It's very, very bad. I'm going to keep on. I'm going to power through it, though, okay? Okay, okay. Fair enough. Okay. Female employees allege being held back from promotions because of the possibility they might become pregnant, being criticized for leaving to pick up their children from daycare, and being kicked out of lactation rooms so male colleagues could use the room for meetings. Female employees working for the World of Warcraft team noted that male employees and supervisors would hit on them, make derogatory comments about rape, and otherwise engage in demeaning behavior. Now, I'm just going to come out and say this. If they're joking this much or at all about rape in the office, there's probably some of that going on in the office. Like, and it's fucking terrible. And this next part is probably the worst bit. The suit also points to a female Activision employee who took her own life while on a company trip with her Mm -hmm. male supervisor. The employee had been subjected to intense sexual harassment prior to her death, including having nude photos passed around at a company holiday party. Oh, no. That's fucking insane. And I'll, and like, there's absolutely no reason for this type of behavior to be allowed in any industry, workplace, sidewalk, whatever. Like, this is oh, yeah, bullshit. Oh, yeah, it goes without saying, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a lot of people calling for a boycott Activision, rightly so, because the company is doing absolutely nothing. 
Like here's a, here's a statement from the company. We value diversity and strive to foster a workplace that offers inclusivity for everyone. There is no place in our company or industry or any industry for sexual misconduct or harassment of any kind. A spokesperson from Activision Blizzard said in the statement, we take every allegation seriously and investigate all claims in cases related to misconduct. Action was taken to address the issue. Mm-mm. But it's not the right answer. Not after right, a two-year investigation with those kind of allegations. That is not the right fucking answer. Right. So, yeah, it's it's fucking bad. It's everywhere. And I'm just glad that it's at a point now where these things are coming to light and everyone's seeing it. Now, is anything going to change because of this? Probably not. And I hate to say that because, you know, big companies are going to big company. They're going to keep making their money. People are going to forget about this and well, continue I'd like on. To, I'd like to elaborate on that. I think, yeah, go ahead. I think that if, is anything going to change? Maybe not as quickly as we'd like. Yeah. But I don't want to say that nothing's going to change because that almost makes it sound like, well, then what's the point? Mm-hmm. And the thing is, actually, I, I saw Jason Schreier because he helped break the story and he was tweeting a lot about this. I saw the story when he was breaking it earlier. We were discussing it on the Gamer Friends Discord a little bit. In my opinion, you know, it's true traditionally boycotts don't work. You know, I talk about that whenever Ubisoft is brought up and their misconduct and sexual allegations and how I personally will not give money to that anymore, right? Mm -hmm. But the thing is, if we keep talking about it, if these kind of things keep coming to light, if it becomes more of a conversation and it's harder to ignore and enough of us decide enough is enough and we band together we can vote with our wallets i mean to me when i learned about this this week the first thing i thought was rest in peace diablo 2 right uh because as excited as uh, big nakruma got me for that game i don't want to give a dime to activision blizzard i already they were already on my shit list because of bobby kotick and what he does to his employees but mm-hmm. to me that didn't justify not buying their games because Really, what needs to change is what they do with the money they make, not the fact that they make the money, right? Right, right. But in this in this case, knowing the kind of abuse that's running rampant, and like you said, that nothing will likely be done unless it's affecting their bottom line, then I need to do my part and affect their bottom line. Now, I'm not going to wag my finger at other folks for buying or playing Blizzard games or advocating for them. But at an opportunity I get, I will gently remind people who maybe maybe don't remember or don't know that this shit goes on and then do with that Mm -hmm. information what you will. And my sincere hope is and my sincere belief is that if enough of us know about what's going on over time, we can affect change in this area because change has been affected in this area. Like you said, there's no place for that kind of conduct. But that used to be the norm not too long ago. Right. And there are some industries that because they're such a boys club, they've been a bit of a holdout for this type of behavior. And that includes game development, because up until recently, it has not been a very diverse place. And the right. industry, in my opinion, has suffered for it. A lot of folks would say otherwise. Gamers with a capital, capital G, or what, what <laughs> we like to call gamers TM, would say otherwise. <laughs> But to me, it's always enriching when you add diversity and inclusion into any kind of creative environment because that diversity of perspective and the inclusiveness to bring ideas forward and be vulnerable without any fear of repercussion or backlash is what's going to get the best games out there. Yeah. 
So let me just be not one of the first and not one of the last to say, fuck Activision Blizzard. Uh, you will be getting no more of my money moving forward. Nope. Me either. It's fucking ridiculous. All right. Well, speaking of soul-crushing, horrible, evil corporations, EA Play 2021 was this week. Your soul is mine. (laughs) (laughs) I have my own beef with EA, but that's more business beef. It's how, and we'll talk about it a bit. I mean, we talked about last week with Dead Space. They, mm-hmm. Among other things, they did confirm the Dead Space reboot is coming. It's going to be on PS5, Xbox Series X and S, PC. There's a short trailer showing that it's definitely a remake. Mm-hmm. They took that original studio, the developers that made Dead Space, they took their vision and tried to make it something it wasn't. Not this niche horror product that they created for that niche audience. They try to make it universal, and when it didn't make all the money, they just shoved a bunch of microtransactions in there and then killed the franchise, fired everybody that developed the game, blah, blah, blah. We all know how it went. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So not a big fan of that. I'm probably not going to support the reboot. I think it looks great, and it's awesome that people are going to get another horror game, but for those who know the truth behind it, it's just... It's gonna oh, yeah. put a bad taste. Picking in my it up mouth. used. Pick it up yeah. used. Maybe I'll pick it up used. Yeah. <laughs> and I will be buying the Callisto Protocol, which is from the original creator of Dead Space. When it comes definitely going to support that. Good, good point to bring up. Anytime Dead Space remake is is brought up, just remind people, hey, Callisto Protocol, the yeah. actual people who made Dead Space made that. Come on now. Mm-hmm. All right. So let me ask you: Did you get a chance to watch EA Play twenty twenty one? I just watched a few highlights. There was not, there were not too many things that I was like, oh my God, I got to watch that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm glad because I, I, for you, because I did watch <laughs> the whole thing and it was super cringe and it was really wow. hard to watch. Like talk about the just pretentious hand movements and standing right on camera and kind of looking sideways. Like there's an audience and being like, wow, what a great trailer. I'm so excited. Tell right. us more about this amazing new game. <laughs> okay. And then they, they had this screen in the background with a bunch of developers sitting in front of their computer screens, like waving or whatever, like pre-stock footage. Uh, they didn't interview or talk to any of them, of course, except for like the, the you know, the big wig that was on stage. They're like, here's mm-hmm. our development team. And they're all in their little boxes, just waving and smiling. And then they, Hi. You know, they buy, flip the screen away. Right. <laughs> What they did do is they dropped, I think, a lot of stuff that certain people are going to be interested in for sure. There was a new grid racing game. It looked, you know, interesting and developed. Not really for me. They announced season two of Knockout City. A lot of people are really enjoying Knockout City right now. Good for you guys. They announced a new Apex character who looks fucking dope, to be honest. I love those Apex reveal trailers. Those are, I mean, they're trying to compete with Overwatch a little bit, it seems like. And uh, cool, fuck Overwatch. You know who makes them? Activision Blizzard. Activision Blizzard. Apex, Woo! baby. <laughs> so, but yeah, I'm not really a big Apex player. Kind of explained why last week. <laughs> but, I mean, you had just briefly mentioned it. Fucking Lost and Random. That's yeah. where my attention lied. That looked interesting yeah. as shit. What, what do you think? Man, that looks cool as fuck. <laughs> I'm not yes. going to lie. I thought it was going to be kind of like a It Takes Two thing going on where you play as both sisters. But then they were like, oh, you got to rescue, you got to play as one sister and rescue the other sister. I was like, oh, okay, I'll still probably give it a shot. But it looks really dope. 
the yeah. mechanics, the dice mechanics, the winning, the, the shooting pieces off of enemies to unlock different card powers for your dice when you roll the dice. Like, it's, it looks super that, dope. That gameplay looked a little dicey. <laughs> you see what i did there <laughs> what i really love about the game is the art style it's yeah. straight up like tim burton animation tim burton. man yeah. yo it's like a cross mm-hmm. between beetlejuice and nightmare before christmas i love it and all the creature designs wow mm-hmm. and yes. the gameplay looks really competent i gotta tell you one of my favorite gaming experiences of this year and probably something we'll talk about during our top five of 2021 was it takes two yeah and i know it's not the same developer at least i don't think it is but uh, i like I it can't. when ea supports these indie style developed games and i feel like this is going to be another one that people who enjoy single player experiences should keep an eye out for for sure mm-hmm. so yeah. yeah that was ea play 2021 we're gonna move right along now this may be a little bit of a shorter episode than usual but don't worry because we are recording the spoiler cast for Loki this week with Call It Like I Don't See It. So I will make sure to have that out for you guys sometime this week. And of course, on our socials, on Twitter, on Facebook, we will announce when that spoiler cast drops. So keep an eye out. If you're feeling the the gap in content left by the shorter episode, you're, you just you need more player two has yeah. entered the podcast. We got that spoiler cast for you. <laughs> two players one show two players one show one game one destination one goal one journey well speaking of two players i gotta ask you as one of the two players this week Derek, what you feeling okay so don't hate me I'm, I'm, well <laughs> I'm i because i know what it is yeah yeah i am feeling space jam to a new legacy Boo. and let me start let me start by saying <laughs> The Space Jam 2 A New Legacy is not a good movie. No. But it is fun. There are certain movies that come out when you go into them with the expectation to not enjoy anything about them. I literally turned this movie on. I said, it's probably going to be shit. You know, LeBron James can't act. You know, it's probably going to be shit, blah, blah, blah. Turned it on. I was pleasantly surprised at the amount of jokes that landed with me. Like, at the amount of times that I laughed out loud Mm. Mm -hmm. from, like, not because it's really funny, just like, wow, I wasn't expecting Space Jam to be that smart to make a joke like that. That was funny. I like that. That's fair. Yeah, so basically, the best part of this movie is when the Looney Tunes are doing their Looney Tunes shit. You know what I mean? When mm. we're going, and a bit of bit spoilers for Space Jam. I don't know if people care about spoilers for Space Jam. But when, basically, when LeBron gets sucked into the internet, the serververse, he meets Bugs Bunny, and looks like all the Looney Tunes have been, they've gone to different properties, Warner Brothers properties. And this whole movie is just a big Warner Brothers jerk-off. It's, it's, like, no, it's, it's, it's literally a commercial for HBO Max. It's like, yeah, look at all the it, shit that you can watch on HBO Max. And I am totally fine with that. <laughs> I am totally fine with that because the things that we get out of it is we get Foghorn Leghorn as Daenerys riding a dragon. I'll say, I'll say, I'll say, I'll say uh, a Wittlesconus. <laughs> <laughs> like it's stuff like that that I was just laughing out loud at. Like, wow, this is fucking hilarious. I love it. Yeah. Uh, LeBron 
cannot act. Oh, God. He's way worse than Michael Jordan. Oh, no, 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 no. I was going to say that he's better than Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan. When's the last time you've seen OG Space Jam? It's been a while, but I've seen clips. Just clips. And I I don't know, man. I'll go back and watch the original Space Jam. LeBron was but, terrible in this. He yeah, and LeBron was a dick in this movie. Also, at least in the beginning. <laughs> I mean, they gave him an arc. I got it. Like, it's not yeah. like that's who he is in real life. I completely understood you know, the arc gonna, they were going for. You're going to be on this court. It's all about doing, you know, putting 100%. Got to put 110%. Got to be great. Yeah. Got to be great. Like <laughs> I was like, brother. oh, my God. But no, like, um, somehow this movie made Don Cheadle bad. I was like, Don Cheadle's yeah. actually a really good actor. What happened? You know yeah, what I mean? like, it was. Uh, yeah. He there was, it in. was very this is a very cringe movie Oof. Well, very cringe i was thinking the way you were thinking i went in thinking this is gonna be crap and then i was watching it like you know what this is okay this isn't half bad ben was over there giggling the whole time right like, okay, for a kid's movie it's fine. fucking amazing yeah, they love it but then we when we got to the part where porky pig started rapping i was like oh uh, yeah yeah I, I was done really? i was like i couldn't do it because well, I saw that before the movie came out. And I was like, Ugh. yeah, I know. That's the worst <laughs> we thing this movie. You're right that they have jokes, but the problem with Space Jam, A New Legacy, is they have a joke that lands and then they keep going. I'll give you an example. Mm-hmm. Do you remember okay. the whole, and I knew this gag was coming just from the fact that it was voice activated. I was like, wait till somebody says ball and they ain't looking. They're on that right. court, LeBron's court, and they say ball and the basketball comes flying at them so they can play. Yeah. And then the little boy goes, spaghetti and meatballs. And then, boom, the, the kid <laughs> yeah. gets hit in the head in the scene. But right. they don't. And then LeBron's like, ooh, that's my favorite dinner. I love spaghetti and meatballs. <laughs> it's just like, I wasn't paying attention to the movie that much to catch that. <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh, spaghetti and meatballs, that's my favorite. Like, just they And they do that a lot. They'll have a joke that lands, but then they just go that extra mile. Granny was a part of a lot of the cringe moments. Like, they had some yeah. great gags. The Michael B. Jordan gag was really good. That was fucking. But again, it perfect. went on a little too long. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like it's just it's stuff like that. And then they had and Chris and I was both looking at each other like, what boomer wrote this movie? Because a lot of the jokes <laughs> were really like old. Yeah, and you know what I mean. Like it's just a lot of the lingo that was used. It was bleh. and also again, this is why it's such a commercial. I don't know if you were paying attention to the background during the game. Yeah. There were characters from a clockwork orange in the crowd, like up front and center. You could see them. The oh, game. wow. And I'm like, I'm sorry, kids movie. Why are you trying to get people to go watch clockwork orange? Right. Like, yeah. You know, there were white walkers in the crowd. Pennywise was in the crowd. Yeah. Like the mask. Um, I mean, all of it was like, it looked like just bad Halloween cosplay, but yeah. But uh, <sighs> let, let me tell you the, the one joke that I think was just super smart that I love. Yeah. It's the scene where LeBron's like, out there, you can be as loony as you want, but on the court, you gotta listen to me. And then Bugs Bunny's like, ah, I see. You're that type of king. <laughs> I was like, holy shit. LeBron's a fucking tyrant out here on the court. <laughs> that joke had me dead. And I could tell by your silence that you don't agree. And that's fine. I don't get how but... it's a joke. I thought it was more like just a, a character moment. I, while you were talking about it, I was like, what's the punchline? No, it's the, you're that type of king. Yeah, but that's that's just an observation about how he's a un, unwilling to let people be themselves. And he's, he's like you said, he's a bit of a tyrant. I don't really find that as a joke or humorous. Well, I, I think guess. it's playing off of his 
NBA persona. Like he's always the big superstar, and it's like you know, mm-hmm. pass me the ball, I'm gonna shoot it, type shit. I don't oh, know. Man. So you saw it as a kind of like a meta commentary about yeah how he's framed. Okay, fair yeah. enough. Yeah, it did. Yeah. I mean, I know that he's referred to as King James. Like, I get mm-hmm. that connection. It just didn't land to me as a joke. It landed more like as a... Because, again, the thing is, I feel like the heart and the story and the arc was better in this movie. I just mm-hmm. think that everything surrounding it was implemented poorly. That's the thing that sucks. Maybe that's the reason why I didn't like it. I don't like it when a movie just misses the mark. Be great mm-hmm. or be terrible. I can enjoy either of those. But when you're almost great, it's like, well, fuck you. Why didn't you go all the way? <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, okay. So I, I think that's where we differ as far as like the type of movies that we enjoy. There are some movies that you can forgive because they're just so bad. But there's an uncanny valley for every person where it's not good and it's it's not bad enough to be enjoyable. It's it's right there in the middle. And that's where Space Jam was for me. So Okay. All right. Well, shit. But I'm We've not going to yuck your, I'm not gonna yuck yeah, your no, yum. No, I'm glad that you enjoyed yum. the movie. No, I'm glad I you did. enjoyed the movie. I've watched it actually no a few times because Nora keeps wanting to watch it. No, I'm not. <laughs> so I'm no, like, ben I'm like, okay, I guess I'll it. put on Space Jam. Then <laughs> immediately was like drawing pictures of basketballs and stuff. Like he was having a good time with it. So yeah, you know, it's great. Awesome. Austin Powers showed up. He was like, he, he's like, I've seen that. Yeah, movie. I, yeah, I was literally like, who is this movie for? Rick and Morty <laughs> showed up. Like. <laughs> Yeah, Wild. that bit was funny. They were like, hey, yeah, he's your problem now. Bye. Bye. Wubba lubba dub dub. Wubba dub dub. All right. Last week, I saw a film. As I recall, mm. it was a horror film. Horror film. Went outside <laughs> in the rain. Checked my phone. Saw you rang. And I just in my pants. Ah. None of that's true except for the horror part. Right. So I saw a movie. <laughs> None of that's true except for the jizzing in my pants. I didn't watch a horror movie last yeah, week. Yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> Definitely sticky pants. No, um, speaking right. of HBO Max, a horror movie dropped on HBO Max this week called The Empty Man. Have you heard of it? I have not. The Empty Man is what I'm feeling this week. It's definitely a traditional horror movie in the fact that like some scary shit happens, but it's not like all jump scares. It's more of a mood, which I really appreciate mm-hmm. about those types of movies. And it sounds kind of like one of those cheap cash-in pg-13 dumb horror movies for teens like the bye-bye man but it's not or fear street yeah bad name aside the empty man is actually really interesting without getting too much into it there is like this group of friends who are like traveling in tibet and one of them falls down in this cave and sees this really weird skeleton that's inhumanly Uh. large large enough to where it's like how can it looks like a human skeleton but how can it be that big you know what I mean? Right, right. Like, not gigantic to where it's dumb, but just bigger than the average human. Mm-hmm. And the person who fell down is, like, kneeling in front of it. So when someone comes down to save him, the person won't move. And he's like, are you hurt? And then they just whisper, if you touch me, you're going to die. <laughs> he's like, what? He's like, if you touch me, you're going to die. die. Yeah. Shit just pops off from there. And then it shoots over to America where this friend of a family like the daughter goes missing and the mom is like you have to try to find her and he used to be a detective so he's got those skills and it seems like the police aren't really keen on labeling it as a kidnapping but more of a runaway just because Mm -hmm. of the evidence they found and the mom is convinced that can't be the case so he starts to investigate it and then he gets into the legend of the empty man and and how like if you summon him in three days he'll find you and you see visions and stuff like that. And as he's investigating, he sees what happens to all of her friends. 
and he's chasing down her and there's twists and turns and a big major twist at the end. And it was actually really, really good. It was one of the, my more favorite mm. horror movies that I've seen in a while. So for anyone that is interested in like a thriller, something a little psychological, I would recommend checking it out on HBO max right now. So. Okay. Probably going to check that out. We love watching thriller horror shit. So yeah, let me know what you think. I think it's really yeah. cool. So I, I would be interested to hear what you have to say about the empty man. All right. All right. Well, we're going to go ahead and quickly break for that ad that we always play. And Taco Bell is out there listening and you would like us to shill for you. We will because we enjoy your products. We won't mm-hmm. shill for just anybody, but we'll shill for that Taco Bell. For that <laughs> chicken power bowl. <laughs> exactly. We'll be back in a sec. All right. And we're back. What a wonderful ad that was. It's the same ad we always play. Maybe somebody Beautiful. will actually, somebody else will actually take notice. Who knows? In the meantime... To pay those dues, Derek, if the people are interested in them gamer goodies, possibly more, where can they locate you at? Check out the stuff you have in your store. So they can check out everything I have for sale at ebay.com slash str slash gamer goodies and more. They can follow me on Instagram at gamer goodies more and Twitter at goodies underscore more. I'm posting stuff, trying to post stuff every day, but you know how life goes. So, mm-hmm. you know, I do it when I can. So check me out. I think you're doing all right, man. Well, also, you can find us at our main hub at anchor.fm slash player two is enter the pod. And we post episodes every single Sunday. We can be listened to at that hub or anywhere you can find podcasts available. That includes Breaker, Google Podcast, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Apple Podcast, and Spotify. You can also find us on Facebook and YouTube. Facebook.com slash player two is enter the pod. The YouTube channel is called player two is enter the podcast. And we put notifications of new episodes as they drop if you'd like to subscribe or follow us there. You can follow me personally. I'm on Twitter at MikePetersonAL, and I also do Twitch streaming, twitch.tv slash mcpaperstacks, and you can check the schedule, but I typically stream Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Fridays. And finally, we have a Patreon. So if you'd like to support our Patreon and consider throwing a few bucks our way to help support the show, all that money will go back into the show to make it even better experience for our listeners. You can visit patreon.com slash player two is entered the pod and check out the different tiers to see if something interests you and helps support us. We'd really appreciate it. And that is our show. And what a show it was. And we'll see you guys next time. All right. Love you. See you next week. Bye-bye. Peace.